This audio file comes from the Libri Ideas Library at www.libri-ideas-library.org. The library contains over 1,000 lectures and discussions which explore questions about the reality and relevance of Christianity. We ask you to respect the copyright for this audio file which belongs to Libri Fellowship. The file is for personal use to share with friends, family and colleagues, but please do not publish the material in any format or post it on a website without seeking permission from Libri Fellowship. Please note that views expressed in the lecture and discussion time do not necessarily represent the views of Libri Fellowship. Hello from Massachusetts. I'm Sarah Chestnut, one of the workers here at Southboro Libri. I pray you are well on what is um, here in central Massachusetts, an overcast and rainy day. And as I record this, it is also Monday, Thursday. Well, as a response to COVID-19 social isolation measures and the unique and worrying time that we are in, uh, we are trying to post lectures from the archives that we think might be helpful to you at this time, as well as uh, post occasional new resources on this podcast. We hope that for those of you who've spent time with us at Labrie, uh, that hearing familiar voices from a place that you know will be a comfort. And whether or not you've spent time here at Libri, we hope that these words, uh, these ideas will help you orient yourself toward God and discover something true and trustworthy and genuinely hopeful to hold on to in the midst of so much uncertainty. I want to invite you also to join us on Facebook every Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a 30 to 40 minute chapel service. We stream this live, but it uh, remains available to you to watch anytime uh, through our Facebook page. Well, for Good Friday, I have something a little different for you. Um, back in 2018, I wrote a series of poems during the season of Lent for my church. Poems corresponding to and reflecting on each of the seven last words of Christ from the cross. And I want to offer them to you now as a way to enter into the sorrow, the drama, the mystery, and the life changing reality of Jesus's death on the cross. So I will read the passage from each gospel that each of the words are found in, followed by the poem that I wrote in response. With three of the poems, I'll mention an element of the visual form that you couldn't pick up on only by hearing the poems, um, in all three of these cases, the form of the poem is an acrostic in which the poem is written outward horizontally across the page from a word that descends the left-hand margin vertically. 
So I'll flag that when that's um, at play in a poem. And after each word and poem, I will leave a brief silence before moving on. You may wish to pause the recording for longer uh, between each for times of prayer and reflection. I really hope that this can um, be an aid to you um, on Good Friday for prayer. I've titled this collection Crucial, which of course means important or essential, um, as in um, having to do with resolving a crisis, a decisive. The archaic meaning of crucial is cruciform, cross-shaped. So we begin with a poem that is an introduction, an invitation to um, this whole series and and to um, this time of entering into Jesus's final moments of uh, life and entering into his death on the cross. And this is one of the poems that is an acrostic written out from the word crucial, which descends the left-hand margin. Come now, closer, still closer, to this roadside sideshow, this unrelenting torture. Come now. Is it nothing to you? All you incessant passers-by, it is all infection, all plague, and look, we miss the cure, we cast the blame. The first word from Luke's Gospel Chapter 23, verses 32 to 34. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. To know not... The women are weeping as usual. To mourn is a calling, they answer. The women clock in, are skilled. Mob gone mad. The people are a river of expectations and they love to be carried along. Who knows why? Today, three are crucified hammered and hung as a canvas, 
the body's sweat and heave? Is the body a temple the gods can take or leave? Curse this shame, this norm, across becomes the human form. Crisscrossed roads, billboards that beg us see to know not what we do, drift thoughtless down well-worn paths, ride this river expertly, take turns with the dice to have a story to tell. What is wrong with you, with me? Forgive the thrill that rises and the relief. Forgive our systematic separation of soul from skin. Forgive this din, this sanctioned scoffing, the squalor of spirit we live in. Forgive the soul who forgets he's a soul. Forgive the sport of it, the sin. The second word from Luke's Gospel, chapter 23, verses 39 to 43. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? He said, since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly I tell you today, You will be with me in paradise. Paradise. I came to his defense in a rush, in a breath. With all that was left, I came without pretense. Perhaps the splintered song of his voice begging forgiveness, begging ignorance as if he had a say and to his end a point. For me, life was a bone out of joint. I was not the first or last to ride the wreckage of the hell-bent. Each want clawed my belly to shreds and it ate me. But riding these rails like a reckoning, I cannot say what strange jewel unearthed itself in time. Perhaps forgiveness cuts at a slant. Perhaps I simply asked for the one thing I had never had. Evidence to refute the thousand proofs I was damned before my life began. 
Then I bled in earnest. And I tell you, his words burned like a promise, and life was something I wanted, could have, but could not have guessed. I tell you, when they swung clubs to break my bones, the end of the end was already gone, and I split, as if on reflex into a shock of a smile, and it laid with me. And it carried me, the first of countless uncharted miles. The third word from the Gospel of John Chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Mary's song, and this poem is an acrostic. The word Descending the left-hand margin is Magnificat. My soul magnifies, spirit rejoice. Almost spent, he spares me, groan by groan. And his words drop like stones, name him holy, spirit rejoice. In God, my Savior, oh, my son, oh, spent one, do you feed me from those vaulted beams? Lay a table in the presence of enemies. Fill cup after bottomless cup, my cracked hands cupped. And what is this broken blessing? Your blood The stones cry out, these stones, this bread. The fourth word from the Gospel of Mark. Chapter 15, verses 29 to 34. And you may wish to read Psalm 22 as well, which Jesus speaks from and which this next poem also uh, draws from. 
Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Forsaken. So far from the words of my groaning, my God, you do not respond. The day is night, and I am a worm in the downpour. Yet you are holy. I am the skunked wine they lift and spill over this desert tongue. I am encompassed. I am hung by a madness so complete they call it sane. Your name be praised. My God, what have you done? The wick grows dim, the wax runs, I melt. I cannot fill myself with breath. And would you snuff me out? The fifth word from John's Gospel, chapter 19, verses 28 and 29. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus's lips. This poem is an acrostic as well. The words descending the left-hand margin are his words from the cross, I am thirsty. Sour wine. In the beginning was the cross, and the cross was with God, and the cross was God. Moreover, the depths, surf stacked, towers, tilting right, tilting left. 
pass through, hurry now, over the long, dry tongue of sand. I am the Lord upon many waters. I am the wrung-out God, enthroned above the flood. See it now? These rivers of living water? Tip your wine-soaked sponge to my split lips. Yes, the wine is mine. The water, too. And the thirst. The sixth word from John chapter 19, verses 30 to 34. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Now it was the day of preparation, and the next day was to be a special Sabbath, because the Jewish leaders did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath. They asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus, and then those of the other But when they came to Jesus and found that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. Finished. The wine severs in its descent. How long has it been poured before spilling in grisly torrents down your chin? It rends as it rides, this seismic current from heaven to earth until it finds the spears slit. Until now, each dove and lamb were fingers plugging holes in the most impossible dam. But you are the burst wall, so water and blood gush eternal. You break to effect the impossible turning of the most impossible tide. Come, put your hand into my side. The seventh word from the Gospel of Luke, verses 23, or chapter 23. Verses 44 to 46, 
and also verses 50 to 53. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. Into your hands... It's the care of commitment when all is done. Reverberant cry lobbed as a prayer. Silence echoes inside the hum. Light bleeds as a cure from the staggering sun. And by some unseen hand, the veil is split with care. Such commitment to a job well done hangs like a flag, pounds like a drum. Were you always first to volunteer, to face the silence that blares inside the hum? You held the note and held the line. Did you hold your breath to exhale your life? This, the care of commitment, all is done. When the spectacle sinks, flies or slumps, we stagger blind, shell-shocked, and dumb, silence rings inside the hum. Is war silent, combat still? Hush of linen wrapped limb by limb to fulfill the care of commitment. All is done to silence the scream inside the hum.